You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to this episode of Kicks for Free in which we discuss all things football. I'm Bhargav Sharma and with me is Timan Sarkar. Messi The major tournaments uh, in Europe and South America are over, uh, but the football in the Olympics have begun in Tokyo. Sixteen uh, men's national teams and twelve women's national teams uh, are in action uh, over the next fortnight. Uh, now, as far as the men's tournament is concerned, uh, we will have to uh, remember that only three players over the age of twenty-three. Uh, are allowed in uh, each squad uh, this time that uh, age limit is 24 as the games were postponed uh, by a year uh, the women's tournament on the other hand is a full fledged competition devan uh, let's begin with the men's tournament first uh, two very fascinating groups one that has uh, spain and argentina together and another has uh, brazil and germany yeah as a brazil and germany kick off their campaign against each other that would be a repeat of the 2016 final mm. uh, now going into that final brazil had five world cups but no olympic gold so that came in 2016 when brazil beat germany and you know it was kind of fitting that you know brazil beat germany in brazil for a tournament for a olympic uh, for a to win a tournament but nobody called it the revenge of belo horizonte because mm. the football in olympics and the football in the world cups etc completely different and we'll talk about that as we go on mm. so in this group uh, there is also saudi arabia and ivory coast mm. now unlike 2016 brazil will not have neymar but they'll have a 38 year old fullback called danny alves who's been uh, who's joined the squad and they'll also have richarlison uh, gabriel Marti- martinelli and and douglas luiz so these are players who are experienced at playing at the highest level in for their clubs mm. japan are in a group that has france mexico and south africa and mm. south africa has already been hit by covid-19 and that's something that will possibly be a running theme for yeah. this olympics uh, not just in football but across all sport mm. now no asian team has ever won the gold mm. but japan and south Af- south korea have made the podium and the first time that happened that was in 1968 with mm. japan winning the bronze in mexico india beat them 2 years later for the asian games third place now yeah. however unbelievable that may sound now mm. but uh, under naimuddin india did beat japan 1-0 mm. so the other group all has new zealand south korea honduras and romania mm. but yes i agree with you completely that you know apart from the group that has brazil and germany the other interesting group is the one that has spain argentina australia and egypt i mean spain look like favorites in this competition i mean mm-hmm. uh, uh, on paper they have probably the best uh, squad of all the 16 teams there's so many players who play at the highest level and 
uh, their club football at the highest level. And we have seen quite a few players from the Euros uh, head uh, mm-hmm. into the Olympics as well. Uh, in terms of uh, the other teams, uh, France uh, haven't been able to bring some of their big guns because uh, some of the clubs in Liga weren't very keen on letting their players go just before the start of the season. And the same thing happened with Brazil. Many clubs uh, refused yeah. to release players uh, for the Tokyo-bound team. I mean, it keeps repeating itself every four years. I mean, we've seen that the Olympics have never been among the most liked uh, tournaments among football clubs across the world. And uh, of course, uh, all of us will very well remember the saga involving uh, Lionel Messi in 2008 when we saw the court of arbitration for sports also getting involved. True. I mean, you know, what happens here is that the clubs are within their rights because FIFA yeah. has said it is not mandatory to release players. Yeah. Now, uh, but that said, Bhargav, you know, like you mentioned, Spain, they have got Eric Garcia, Pau Torres, Danny Olmo, Mikel Oyartabal, Carlos Solar, and none of them is in the overage category. Yeah. These are all players who would qualify for the Spain Olympic team by virtue of them being under 23. Now, so that obviously makes Spain a favorite. But remember, they haven't made mm. the knockout stages since 2000. So that mm. is a bit of a downer. And it's also possibly mm. because uh, Europe, which is football's first continent, does not really mm. take Olympic football seriously and neither does FIFA because as we've already discussed, you know, because it has the World Cup and FIFA's continental federations yeah. have their own competitions to promote. So pretty much like yeah. tennis, uh, football becomes a sideshow at the Olympics uh, and it has been that mm. way since the World Cup began expanding. So because from, from 1992, you've had Olympics mm. being made an under-23 competition. It was very different in the 1960s when India were playing the Olympics, when you had P.K. Banerjee being the captain of the Olympic team. And, you know, the top mm. players playing, uh, the, the Hungary team that played in the 1960 Olympics did not have Puskas, but had a number of players who were playing, yeah. uh, who had played in the 1954 World Cup. So, but that has all changed now. So, uh, it is now an under-23 competition. And yet, Okay, some of these players, we've already mentioned Messi, um, who had who has won uh, an Olympic gold as an under-23 player, as has Samuel Etu, uh, Gabriel Jesus, uh, Sergio Aguero. Mascherano has two Olympic gold medals. Uh, now, that's yeah. quite a feat because uh, he did it in 2004 and 2008. And uh, Pep Guardiola, Luis Enrique, uh, Noanko Kanu, they have won each. I mean, I think had it not been for Pep at Barcelona... I am not sure that Messi would have got his Olympic gold because Barcelona, because Barcelona had mm. so much uh, issues in releasing him. I mean, Pep, having mm. won the Olympic gold himself, understood the significance of the moment and and ensured that Messi uh, got a chance. So, mm. uh, but this time, apart from Alves, I think there will be the, the interesting thing is Guillermo Ochoa. Uh, yeah. He will make his Olympic debut at 36 after having played 114 games for Mexico uh, as as a goalkeeper. And, of course, Spain have quite a star cast. Japan uh, have Sampdoria's Maya Yoshida, Stuttgart's Wataru Endo, and Takefusa Kobo, who is now with Real Madrid but has been loaned to Hetafe. And Kubo is someone we know because he came to India for the 2017 World Cup. Yeah, uh, and there will be a lot of pressure on Kubo as well. I mean, we've seen that mm. uh, he's being seen as uh, the future of uh, Japanese football and uh, of yes, course there will yes. be a lot of expectations uh, especially in this competition as uh, Japan are the hosts 
so mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does, how he performs throughout the tournament. Uh, and I mean, uh, we're seeing that quite a few games uh, will be held outside Tokyo. Of course, uh, Tokyo is the main Olympic venue, but uh, as is usually the case, uh, quite a few games are played outside the main Olympic venue uh, in football. And uh, there will be games in Yokohama, Saitama, Sapporo, uh, Kashima and Rifu as well. Uh, the 16-team format is uh, very simple. Uh, the winner of Group A will face the runner-up of uh, Group B and the Group B winner will take on the Group A runner-up. Uh, so if uh, France win their group, uh, they could be in uh, uh, in a quarter-final clash against uh, either South Korea or Romania, uh, assuming that these two teams finish above uh, New Zealand and Honduras in their group. Right. Uh, and similarly, uh, uh, the winners of Group C will uh, take on the runners-up of Group D and uh, Group D winners will face the Group C runners-up. So uh, we may have a quarter-final uh, game uh, between Spain and either of Brazil or Germany. And uh, I mean, Argentina or we'll see Argentina versus uh, Brazil or Germany. So uh, right. there, there are quite a few interesting games in both the group stages and the knockout rounds. Yes, uh, there are. I'm, I'm kind of tempted to go with Spain all the way simply because of the players that they've mm. got. But mm. the one thing that's kind of holding me back is that I'm not sure how fresh those players will be because you know some of these players have just finished the Euro and it has been a crunch season across Europe. So, uh, tired legs could be a problem for Spain. Uh, mm. Japan didn't get out of the group last time and it would be a catastrophe if something like that were to happen this time. So, you know, I'm thinking the Japan possibly is going to get out of the group. Mexico beat Brazil to an Olympic gold in 2012. So, ignore them at your peril. Now, but the thing is, you know, these are mostly age group teams. So, they change completely from Olympic to Olympic. And so, reputation matters only so much. Uh, I am thinking it's either going to be Spain or Germany will win gold. Uh, You know, of course, that is assuming that Germany will be able to take in their stride this utterly, utterly condemnable racial abuse that led to the friendly against Honduras ending prematurely. Mm. So, if Spain and either Spain or Germany, uh, you know, are playing for the gold medal match, I am thinking that, you know, South Korea, Argentina and Japan. So, Mm. two from these uh, three will make the semi-finals. Mm. So, and, and, you know, Germany have never won uh, an Olympic gold. So, that again tells you uh, not so much the state of their national team as is the case now, but the seriousness mm. with which Olympics is taken by top football countries. Uh, mm. With women, of course, it is a completely different story, both in terms of format and, and, and reputation, isn't it? It is, it is, absolutely. Uh, in terms of the format, uh, there are 12 teams in the women's competition. Uh, so, it's it's a bit different from the Men's competition, where uh, each group has uh, four teams each, just like the men's. Uh, mm. But the difference is that there are three groups uh, in the women's competition because the number of teams are 12. Uh, so, uh, there will be four uh, teams each in three groups and two teams uh, from each will head into the knockouts directly. Uh, and there they will be joined by two of the three uh, third uh, place teams. So, the uh, two teams which are uh, ranked higher uh, among the three uh, third place teams will uh, make it to the knockout stages. Now, uh, unlike the men's competition, this is uh, an extremely important competition in the women's football calendar. Uh, and we'll see all the best players in action 
throughout the two weeks. Uh, the US, of course, are without a doubt the favorites in this competition. They have uh, won four of the six uh, Olympic titles. Uh, they've reached right. five finals, uh, lost only one of those five finals. And the only occasion when they didn't reach the final, uh, in fact, they didn't even reach the semifinals in that occasion, was uh, in the 2016 Rio Olympic Games. Uh, so, uh, that yeah, was... Yeah, they lost to Sweden in the quarterfinals. That was the earliest that they've ever exited. In ever, the yes. So, that was the only time they didn't make it to the final or even the semis. Uh, but this time, I'm sure they'll be looking to change that. And uh, they are in a slightly tricky group uh, because Australia, mm -hmm. Sweden and New Zealand are there. And Australia and Sweden are going to be uh, very strong, of course. Both of them... Uh, will be looking to grab that uh, direct uh, spot, uh, one of the top two spots uh, to make it to the next round. Uh, in the other groups, we have uh, Brazil, Netherlands, China. Uh, uh, in one group, that uh, where we'll see. I mean, both these are three very strong teams. So they also have Zambia in that group. Mm. Uh, but uh, I mean, Brazil, Netherlands and China will undoubtedly be fighting for the top two spots. And in the remaining group, we'll have uh, former world champions Japan. Uh, I mean, the host of the competition, of course. And they will uh, face a tough test there because uh, they have been grouped alongside uh, Great Britain, Canada and Chile. Uh, and also at the same time, we have to remember the fact that uh, Germany, the defending champions, uh, the reigning Olympic title holders, uh, haven't qualified this time. Yeah, that makes them the only other team apart from Norway... Mm. Uh, to have failed to qualify after winning gold in the previous edition. So, so mm. what happened was Germany lost to Sweden in the World Cup quarterfinals. And that meant that, you know, from Europe, it was Britain, Sweden and Netherlands, essentially the semi-finalists, apart from mm. USA in the last World Cup, who would qualify for the Olympics because UEFA did not hold a separate uh, competition, qualifying yeah. competition for Tokyo. But, you know, as you said, you know, there's going to be some serious quality on show and and. and you know, the, the dream team is a term that the U.S. men's basketball gave to the Olympics when the NBA stars fetched up in 1992. Mm. But their women's football team is no less of a dream team. You have Megan Rapino, Carly Lloyd, Becky Sauerbrunn, Alex Morgan. And these are just, mm. you know, some of these players. Now, they have so much of experience. They go into this competition as the world champions. And, and uh, at, at 30.8, their average age, it is mm. the oldest it has been since women's football for USA. Since mm. women's football was introduced uh, in Atlanta in the Atlanta Games, now Rapino and Sauerbrunn are 36. Carly Lloyd is 39 years old. But mm. guess what? The oldest player in the competition is a Brazil midfielder, Formiga, who's 43. Mm. So, if there's one thing that could go against USA, and I'm thinking, you know, just trying to play the devil's advocate here, pretty much, but it is the aging legs and the heat and humidity of Japan, mm. because like it was with the Euro that ended earlier this month. Uh, some players have been helped because of the deferment. You know, for instance, uh, Carly Lloyd was recovering from a knee injury last time yeah. and wouldn't have played the Olympics had it been in 2020. And Alex Morgan was just three months into being a mother. So yeah. it's worked out fine like it did for Memphis Depay you know, and, and, and some other players in, the U, in, in Euro 2020 who wouldn't have been playing had the tournament happened in time. Hmm. But while the USA team does read like the who's who of football, there's also Britain and Manchester City's Lucy Bronze. Yeah. And, and she has said, you know, this gold medal is coming to Britain. She told BBC, you know, caring, not caring much for the fact that, you know, England's current form has seen them lose 
nine of the last 14 games. But this is Britain, mind you. This is the Olympics. So, it's yeah. Britain. So, this team will have players from Scotland and Wales. Now, Lucy Bronze is, is football's, one of football's most decorated players. She's won three Champions League titles, six mm. league titles, five domestic cups. And she's also been crowned the FIFA Player of the Year. Yeah. But what she hasn't won is a World Cup or a Euro. And, and in that BBC report, she says, and I quote, that she's dying to get my hands on the worldwide success at the highest level. And I won't be retiring until I get my hands on it. Unless yeah. my body gives up on me. You yeah. will have to scrape me off the pitch in the end. End yeah. quote. So along, you know, this is, this is something that, uh, while there will be a lot of focus on the USA team, there are players outside of them, uh, such as Bronze, such as, you know, uh, Vivian Miedema. Yeah. From Netherlands, and Netherlands will miss uh, midfielder Sherida Spitze, who cannot add to her 188 caps uh, because the midfielder had to withdraw on Monday due, mm. due to a knee injury at training. Mm. But uh, Mediema, who plays for Arsenal, is there. There's Chelsea's Samantha Kerr, who's uh, Australia captain. And mm. although, as you said, they are in a tough group, don't write off the Matildas. Yeah. So you know. And, in the, in the light of uh, all that uh, is happening, it is also reassuring somewhat to see that New Zealand and Britain have said they will take a knee uh, going into the, uh, at the game. So, yes, so, you know, in, in the Euros are over, Copa is over, football doesn't begin, the leagues don't begin till August. But given that the Olympics are around, there should be no shortage uh, of getting our daily fix of football. See you next time then. This was an episode of Kicks for Free. Do like and follow us on at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and write to us at podcast at the rate hindustantimes.com. You can also follow us on our Twitter handles at Dhiman HT and at Bhargav Sarma. You can listen to more podcasts by logging into htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.